All right. Hey, crew. Back on the couch today for the LipFit Podcast. I've got um, Chad Thompson. That's how I see last name, is it? Yep. yep. ICN uh, champion pro. Yeah. ICN pro. Yep, yep. That's how you say it. Um, with me today to chat about his story. And uh, he's also a pilot who isn't currently flying thanks to COVID right now. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, yeah, guys. Um, first time on the podcast. My name's Chad, obviously. Um, yeah, I'm an ICN men's physique pro. Um, I've had a couple of years away from competition, um, but yeah, I've done a couple of competitions, state, national, and international level. Um, and for my actual job, I'm an international airline pilot. But like Cash said, thanks obviously, to COVID. We, yeah, thanks to COVID, <laughs> yeah. I'm well and truly grounded. Yeah, um, have been for the last four or five months, and looking like it's going to be that way for the foreseeable future. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it could be like up to like two years or something. It's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, man. Like, you think like how how quickly cases jump like in Melbourne yeah like currently like as we're recording this right now shit's fucking crazy over in Melbourne right now yeah absolutely I mean yeah and yeah I don't know how it's going to get back under control how we have to go back to normal or anything like that but um could just do what WA does and like you know just close it I was going to say the the interesting thing is in WA it almost feels like not a whole lot's happening no other than the fact that we can't go anywhere and no one can come here yeah we can't go to Bali yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. other than that it's quite a surprise for us perfect (laughs) yeah Other than that, it's kind of like business as usual for lots of people, yeah. which is strange because you hear everything else. And then obviously, like myself in certain industries, we're going, well, it's definitely not business as usual, yeah. but everyone else is acting like it is. Yeah. How do you find that? Like, um, like your mindset or not? Because you, you, you've been flying for how many years now? Um, I've been flying for about 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I've, I mean, the last four or five years of my life have all been international. Yeah. So normally I don't spend more than two weeks at home in Australia before I've got to go overseas somewhere else even if it's just for a couple of days but now I've been here for the last five months yeah and it's a really strange feeling yeah like it's almost uncomfortable going I feel like I've got no purpose yeah I'm not getting ready I haven't even got my bags out I haven't had to yeah. do anything like that so yeah yeah, yeah it would be a strange. shock wouldn't it yeah, yeah absolutely course, man. yeah uh, but you're still pushing hard in the gym yeah of course it's like yeah definitely I mean it's one of those things where I finally got to have proper consistency back because if you're in another time zone, most of the time I'm in the UK or I was in the UK and so I'm on eight hours behind. So you're sleeping during the day, awake during night, all that kind of thing. And you don't have access to a kitchen. Man, you should see my portable kitchen that I take with me when I go overseas. I literally cook all my food in my hotel room wow. over there <laughs> in an electric fry pan and yeah. all of a sudden I'm back home and I've got access to an oven. I've got access yeah. to a microwave. I've got access to everything. Yeah. Same foods and everything. So I'm pretty con pretty OCD about my diet. So one thing that's allowed me is one consistency in food, proper kitchen stuff, and also consistency in a decent gym instead of being in hotel gyms, other yeah. gyms overseas, different weights, all that kind of stuff. Now that we're actually allowed back at the gym, the consistency is pretty nice. Yeah. So take some positives where we can. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's like so incredible about what you've achieved in your bodybuilding career mm. while being a pilot in training at odd hours and you know going against your body clock yeah, yeah. Uh, training with minimal equipment sometimes or yeah. really crap equipment sometimes yeah. Like, yeah yeah, yeah. you try to do like a program and it's like well i don't have half those things so yeah. uh, <laughs> that's it you yeah. go, i don't know how am i supposed to measure my like actually probably measure my overload 
what did I do last week? Oh, I was on a cable machine. <laughs> yeah, and I'm on, well, I've got pounds, kilos, or every cable machine's different. Yeah. You know, five kilos on one cable machine is not five kilos on another cable yeah, machine. Yeah, one might have one extra pulley or two extra exactly. pulleys and it changes yeah. weight by like so, yeah. Some of those things are pretty challenging. But yep. um, yeah, you just do what you can. It, I mean, my coach is like, oh, okay, if you don't know what the weights are, you just have to push as hard as you can. Yeah, just go to that max. <laughs> that's that it. Rep He's like, just go as hard rep, as you yeah. can. If you're going as hard as you can, that's all you can do. Yeah. So. Yeah, get it. Yeah, cool, man. What actually, um, wouldn't mind bringing it back, but like, what, uh, what got you into flying? Um, it's a funny story because people say, oh, you know, just as a kid, you speak to lots of pilots and they go, as a kid, they're just all they're interested in flying. That wasn't me at all. No, what did you <laughs> no, want to do? I, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, that was the thing. Yeah. I honestly had no idea what I wanted to do. All I knew was I don't want to sit in a normal office and look at a computer all day. And I was driving home with my dad one day, the tree just driving, and this helicopter flew in front of the car, um, dangling a big banner. And my dad was like, hey, do you want to be a helicopter pilot? That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. And I was like, that'd be really cool. How old were you? Uh, I think 15. Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah. So we started looking into it. Um, for my birthday, he bought me a like a trial flight you go for 30 minutes and you get to sit in a little helicopter and fly around so i did that and it was pretty cool but he said oh i've um i thought we might as well seeing as we're at the airport do it in a plane as well so i went up for 30 minutes in a plane i landed and i walked out and i said to him i was like that's it i'm done that's my career i've got to do it like yeah i have to do this This is what i've got to do and that was pretty much it from there just drove drove life in that direction that's what i want to do finish school straight into my training and work my way up from there yeah yeah cool man that's um yeah it's not it's not very often people find their passion when they're young like that yeah i'm so like i'm really lucky and especially i mean my, it took my brother a long time to find his passion i mean he was 28 29 pretty much when he finally realized this is what i want to do and he got into yeah. his career um what's he do? he's a professional cyclist yeah so yeah um he's over in spain is where he lives but I see so many people... You, got, you just got one brother? Just the one, yeah, yeah, older brother. But I see so many people who don't know what they want to do and they're trying different things or they're in a job that they hate and I feel so fortunate that I found what I wanted to do because it's, it's life-changing when every day that you do go to work, not that I'm working now, but every day when you do go to work, it doesn't feel like you're going to work. And it sounds like a real cheesy thing to say, but it's true. Like when you actually love what you do, it's really cool. Yeah. It doesn't make it a grind. No, no, no that's 100%. it. You never wake up. You're like, oh, I, don't oh, I have to fly to London today. Yeah, like fly a plane for the <laughs> Trust me, sometimes I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, but it's never like I don't want to do this. Yeah. Every time I wake up, I'm like, oh, cool, let's go to work. So really lucky. Yeah, it's, it's quite a stressful job too, isn't it? Some aspects of it can be quite stressful. Um, yeah. I mean, physically, it's you wouldn't say I was sitting in a plane is physically demanding, but the body clock is physically demanding. Yep. and that then causes a stress in your personal life outside it and just trying to operate normally and coming back from work into friends and family and relationships when people are still on they expect you to just be normal and you're going no no I'm not you're three not. days behind yeah I'm yeah. three days behind I've been at work for the last 21 hours I've been awake most of the night yeah. I, my opportunity to sleep was in like a little coffin that we've got in the roof where we try <laughs> and sleep um, maybe I didn't sleep at all or those kinds of things and you come back and it's, it's expected that you bounce straight back into normality and sometimes it just doesn't happen you yeah. try but it sometimes just doesn't happen yeah. <laughs> so, you end up just sleeping for a whole day or two yeah you come home you just go no nah, I'm wrecked I'm yep. not getting off the couch or I'm going to bed and you sleep and oh, but then you go to sleep too early and you wake up and all of a sudden it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're awake <laughs> you're like lucky there's 24 hours gym. exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so 
Were you ever, did you ever do that, like going to the 24 hour gym? Like, um, yeah. I haven't when I'm in Perth, yeah. but certainly I used to fly to Los Angeles and um, I had a 24 hour gym membership there and regularly that's what I do. I, yeah. yeah, I'd get there and I'd go for a quick sleep when I'd get in the morning. Then it'd come to bedtime in the afternoon or in the evening and I'd try and go to sleep and I'd just wake up at one, two in the morning and I was like, yeah, I'm going to the gym. There's yeah. nothing else to do right now. Literally nothing's open. Yeah. And I'd just walk down the street, go to the gym, come back, have another sleep, then wake up and start getting ready to come home or go to the gym again or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's been some of the coolest places you've traveled to? Um, international flying, I've only... I've worked for two companies, um, but the aircraft that I was flying, we kind of had just two trunk routes, like okay. main routes for the bases I was in. So I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles, um, a little bit of time in San Francisco, a lot of time in London, a lot in London. And I've been throughout Asia to a few places, but um, one place that was I really enjoyed going just because it was so different was Abu Dhabi. So I've only ever been there once for work, um, had four days there. Not somewhere I'd rush back to go on a holiday or yeah. something, if I'm being honest, but because it was somewhere so different to the other places I've flown, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I also, I really make an effort when I'm um, away to travel other places. I don't just sit in the port. So I've seen lots of different countries in Europe just working and then um, same in LA, I've driven all out and gone snowboarding on layovers, different things like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Try and make the most of it. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. It's uh... It really, it really is a job that can take you places, eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought I'd throw that bomb <laughs> No, I love it. Um, yeah, so let's bring it back to bodybuilding, man. What could yeah. you do to bodybuilding? Um, your first show was about, was it 2016? Show, yeah, I think it was 2016 yep. or 2007, somewhere around there. Um, I've been training at the gym since I was probably 17. I'm yep. 29 now. Was it a motivation to try to pick up chicks? No, it wasn't. No. I don't, it's really weird because I know so many, like so many people you hear, they go, oh, I was bullied at school. I was really lucky I wasn't bullied at school. Yeah. I had a great group of friends. I went to a school where I didn't. Where'd you go to school? I went to Scotch. Scotch College. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, just across the road. Yeah. No, <laughs> I moved far. No. <laughs> well, I've moved across the country a few times. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, obviously, unfortunately, there's always kids, some kids that get bullied at school. I didn't see it firsthand so much. Um, and I certainly wasn't on the receiving end of it, I wouldn't say. Um, so it wasn't that, it wasn't trying to pick up chicks or anything like that. I wasn't a fat kid or something. I was just normal. There was just, it's weird. There was just something I always wanted to be vascular. <laughs> and I don't know what it was, but it was just something like I saw guys that went to the gym and they were vascular and I was like, I don't know why, but I just want to be like that. Yeah. And that's what made me it's, like... It's kind of manly as fuck. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like really fucking manly. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got a set of... Like, my brother got a set of dumbbells for some reason. I literally sat at home and did forearm exercises and bicep curls because I didn't know what else to do. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get bangs. Like, and then yeah. we got a, a tiny home gym and I just... The screw on plates and yeah, plates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just like... It slowly just evolved into more and more. I enjoyed it. Uh, I got a coach when I was probably... 18, 17, just to learn what to actually do. Yeah. And um, I remember him saying, he was like, you've actually got really good genetics. Like your body responds in a good way. I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was yeah. eating whatever I wanted. I wasn't training properly. Yeah. Good old teenage years, eh? Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, he, he was like, oh, take creatine. I was like, man, isn't that a drug or something? <laughs> <laughs> take protein. Like my mum, literally my mum got me into taking protein. Yeah, my yeah. mum had protein. She was like, you should be having this after your workouts. <laughs> Um, and I just slowly fell more and more in love with it and, and it became part of me. Um, but I, I got an injury in my shoulder in, I was probably 21 
and all it was was like it started as impingement and bursitis from benching or um i think it was from doing some shoulder exercises and not doing them quite right yeah, not sending and, scalps down yeah and trying to do yeah. way too much weight like my training yeah. partner at the time all we wanted to do was just lift heavy weight. Yeah. <laughs> we had now, like, it was crazy. Ego bro lifting, Absolutely. Yeah. Like 21, like, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but. Yeah, ready for stereos or big day out. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, the injury just got out of control and it wasn't managed correctly. I was living um, in a country town at the time and the physios didn't really know the best way to deal with it. And everyone just said, rest, rest, rest. And that's it. One I ended up resting. Later. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So I didn't train shoulders. I didn't train upper body for almost a year. I trained a little bit of legs, but even then the motivation just wasn't there. Um, and doctors were like, oh, you'll never train properly again. Your shoulders just, it's buckled. And I, I found this masseuse who managed to fix me over there. Wow, really? There literally was this masseuse. And he Where started, was this? It was in these... Brisbane eventually. Yeah. I moved over there and... He started, he was like, oh, you know, you connect, your body's connected in all these different ways and there's different fascia and channels that run through. And at the time I was like, man, I've literally seen everyone. I don't care what you're saying. If you can fix me, just do it. Yeah. And it did. Like wow. he, it, all of a sudden I felt you better with really it. You don't really hear that too often. No, and it, no. it took like a week later and he was like, man, I wish you hadn't have had all this time off. So I literally had to learn to use my shoulder again. Wow. Like it just, none of the movement patterns were natural. I had to just, it was a really slow process. But once I got back, I was like, you know what? All these guys said I was never going to train to the capacity that I could before. Now I want to. Like, I want to really push it. Now that my body's working, I just want to push and see what I can achieve. And it, it, it sounds like it's one of those things where people go, oh, I compete for myself. You know, and everyone goes, oh, that's a con. You know, you compete to win. My first competition was literally going, I just want to push myself as far as I can. I want to see what my body's capable of doing. If I win, cool. If I don't, don't care. Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to try and... You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was like, oh... <clears throat> takes the ego out of it too. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to look at what other guys are doing and think, oh, I need to have bigger shoulders, I need this. I had the image in my head of what I wanted, and I was like, that's what I'm going for. I'm just going to push it as far as I can. And it happened that it was what the judges were looking for on the day, and I did really well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, that was how it all got into competition. It just, I fell in love with the gym. It was taken away, and when it came back, it was just this, I had this fire in me. I was like, yeah. all, I haven't been able to do this for so long. I just want to push it as hard as I can. And it pretty much hasn't stopped since then. There you go. And how yeah. long ago was that? Um, like four or five years ago? Yeah, yeah, so the first comp, yeah, was probably four years ago now. Yeah. Well, it seems, like it seems a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last comp was about last, a year Last ago. comp was 2018, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the last one I did. And now yeah. I'm having some time off. I'd love to do one more. I don't know when it's going to be, though. Yeah. I feel like I've got one more left inside me. My last one, I didn't get the result I wanted because I didn't look the way I wanted to look. And that was the thing that was disappointing. Um... So I'm like, I feel like I've got just one more, one more to get what I want to do. Yeah. And then I'll be happy to go, okay, I can live a little bit more of a normal life. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent, man. Um, how important is it going to have a good coach along, along your journey? It's incredibly important. I feel like the first years of my training were just wasted. Like it was fun and I had fun and I made gains and that kind of stuff. But if you're serious about what you want to do, whether it's competition or not, it's definitely, it's so important to have a coach because... Otherwise, one, it's really hard to stay accountable. And two, it's really difficult to actually know you're doing the right thing. And you can spend a lot Same of time. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. But you can spend so much money on a gym membership, on supplements, on food, on all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of wasted. If you're doing it right and you have the right guidance from a decent coach, you know what they're doing. Exactly. Yep. You get there quicker. Yeah. And it's, yeah, for me, I mean, for me, that's what it's about. I want to get there and I want to get there. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. Like if I can do it in a month, I want to do it in a month. I don't want to take a year to get the results. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think you can put enough value 
on a decent coach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like like you said, it's not just the coach, it's not just the membership, it's the food, it's the supplements, yeah, it's the so much more to clothing. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how quickly do you go through gym clothes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they fall apart after a few weeks yeah. or a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Um, uh, what's your what's some things you found like uh, again? You don't have to give away too much. Yeah, yeah. What you're doing, but like, um, what do you what do you find some things that have worked really well for your body along the journey, and some things that you've found haven't worked well? Yeah, um, I've done obviously I've done tons of different types of programming. Like I've done high volume, I've done strength training, that kind of stuff. Um, I trained. I actually trained with Milos Sarchev for a couple of days. Went, we did one of his, yeah, did yeah, one of his yeah. camps when he came to Sydney. And that was like mind blowing going and training with him. The amount of volume that you were doing was like from another world. Yeah. And I was always somebody who thought, yeah, my body responds quite well to volume. And I went and did that and I blew up when I trained with him. Like I, was, yeah. I all of a sudden was eating like a horse. And for about six or seven weeks, after, oh, four or five weeks after I kept doing it and I made really good gains. But then I just like spilled over. I was like, my body couldn't handle so much volume for such a long time. And, um, in ways of food and training? Both, yeah, yeah. both. Like my training... Because when you, it, eat, when you train that much, you got to eat a lot. Exactly. Yeah. But my quality of training, it got to the point where I was too fatigued. I couldn't recover from... I was just doing giant sets every day, all day. That was all I was doing. And it was like my body couldn't recover enough, so I'd go in with no energy and motivation the next day. Yeah. Now, I, I know a lot of guys that follow his protocols are enhanced, yeah. and that obviously allows you to recover quicker. Exactly, and kind of yeah. Things, so, but yeah. I didn't have that benefit, and I don't yeah. have that benefit. Yeah. Um, but for me, that was a really interesting thing. I felt like initially it worked really well. It'd be like it's really like a good well. tool in the box for you to use. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I need to just like really hammer this bit for the next yeah. four weeks. I'm yeah. just going to giant set it. Yeah, <laughs> throw giant sets in. Even if you're something you go, I'm going to do it for two weeks just to shock it and absolutely go hard out. Yeah. I, yeah, for me, that was a really good tool. Um, that's kind of the main, I'd say, individual type of training that I did. Like specialized type of training that I yep. felt was had a big benefit really quickly. I don't... I've but again, never, this is a tool in the box, isn't it? Like, exactly, like yeah. yeah. But I mean, I haven't done huge amounts of like a proper powerlifting program. I'd say I've done like one and it wasn't, a, it wasn't even a powerlifting coach. It was a normal yeah. bodybuilding coach. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I can't say that's a really good tool because I haven't used it enough. Yes, of um, course, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so that'd be the main thing I'd say, like tr- from a training perspective. But I've also done, um, you know, who some of my previous coaches have been, yep, who have been yep. very low carb and different things <laughs> yeah, like that. Oh, so Jesus was, Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't even, eh? Like, <laughs> you're yeah, not allowed to eat up. a banana. Oh, mate. Like, <laughs> you're also not allowed to microwave your food because no. you're, you're a bad human if you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How dare you eat a little bit of dairy in your food? <laughs> yeah. God, heaven forbid. But, um, so, I mean, I've done both spectrums and I feel like, there was certainly some benefits to lower carb. I remember seeing how my body felt and yep. um, now I'm much higher carb at the moment. So again, it's so personal though. Yeah. Like it's so personal. And I've even found like sometimes I'll be high carb and my body's not responding so well. But then sometimes I'm high carb and my body's responding really well. Just soaking it up. Exactly. But I'm yeah. like, oh, what is it? Is it outside stress? Is it other things? Yeah. And that's it's such a big thing. Eh? Massive thing. Sleep, yeah. everything. So it all, I think like there's so many different tools and like I could say low carb has worked well for me and high carb has worked well for me. But like bring it back to what you said before, I think that's the importance of a coach as well. Because a coach will run you through different things, know when to change. They're watching what happens with your body as well. And if they're really tracking your progress, they see all the different things and how it's affecting you. And they go, yeah, look, this works well for your body. I've like, 
I'm not a coach. I'm, I don't have any of that qualification. And it's important for me to trust my coach and just mm. when they tell me to do something, I'll do it. Yeah. Obviously, to listen to my feedback. And I've had coaches where I've given feedback and they haven't really listened. And I'm like, <laughs> I well, can not imagine who you're talking about. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not feeling good while I'm eating these things. Yeah. Like, oh, they're good for you. Okay. I'll just keep feeling terrible while I'm eating these things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, you also, you, um, sorry, we haven't actually just spoken about this, but. Uh, making you think of a previous coach you had and how much supplements, uh, like natural, yeah, apparently yeah. beneficial supplements yeah. they had you on. But you got your own supplement company. I do have my own supplement yeah, company, and yeah. Well, I love that. There's no bullshit in it. No. Like, so it's, just, it's just the basic, it, what you need. That's it. Like, like for training and yeah, recovery. It's basic, it's transparent, it's clean. Yeah. That's it. I don't yeah, want to get involved no in all the other stuff. I've never, like, like you said, I, we, all, we used to take it. We were, I mean, yeah. we were told you need to have all you need, these you need things. 20, you get given a list of 20 supplements yeah. and you go to the front desk. No, and I can't afford this. What a, what a <laughs> yeah. fucking load of horseshit that was. Yeah. So now I'm yeah. very minimal on what I take, but I feel like what I take is actually beneficial. And the, the products that we've got um, are most of the base products that I take. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the only thing we don't make that I have is beta alanine. And to be honest, I don't really know why I'm having that. But I said to you before, I trust my coach. And I yes. really yeah, trust yeah, my coach. Yeah. And he's saying, I want you to have this. I'm going, okay. I could do a lot of research. You know what? I'm probably coming across like I'm not that educated. But I'm not educated <laughs> but, so much in this field. But that's yeah, why I have yeah. a coach. Because yeah. that's his job. But you look like you're the top of the top in your, in your division. Yeah, like you're, yeah. You're one of the top. So, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Like what's doing is working. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean, right the supplements that we made, we made them because they're the supplements that I use. Yeah. And I was like, I want to have my own supplements that I use so I know everything that's in it. So the supplements that are clean, that are basic, I use, I'll make them myself and I know everything that's in it. I love it, man. Yeah. Um, for the people that don't know? R3 Protein. So yep. the letter R, number three, and Protein. Cool, man. And you yeah. got a you got a website. And we that's, got a website that's yep. r3protein.com. Um, ship Australia-wide. We can do international shipping, but it's pretty expensive. We'd rather just stay in Australia. Um, Instagram, Facebook, R3 Protein. If you've got any questions, just send an Instagram message. I'll handle all of them. Um, send us an email or anything like that. And yeah, we go from there. Yeah, cool, man. Love it, love it. Um, yeah, I'll try some of your products. I love the, um, oh, fuck, what is it? The BCAs. The, is it the blueberry or something? It's great, yeah. Great, that's nice. Yeah, <coughs> yeah it's, it's not a, bad, eh? <laughs> it's a real interesting flavor, though. Like, yeah. it's one, yeah. Because you love it or you hate it. <laughs> yeah, and it's because it's, so every product we use is all natural. So we don't use any artificial sweeteners, flavors, or anything. And I don't know if, did you ever try raw BCAAs? Like, have you ever had unflavored BCAAs? No, They're putrid. Oh, I have, man. I, I used to, <laughs> yeah, I used to get that um, off uh, another website, like the you know, kilo bag of raw. Yeah. I never brought one ever again. No, <laughs> I, I bought it and I think I had three scoops and I gave oh, it to my brother. And oh, like two man. years later, I went into his house and it was oh, still there. <laughs> what do you reckon it tastes like, raw BCAAs? Oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was a couple of years ago that I had it, but... There's few supplements I've had that make me genuinely want to vomit. I reckon it tastes like crushed up bones. I'm <laughs> I've like... never eaten crushed up bones. <laughs> I can imagine that. Uh, nor am I, right? Yeah, yeah. But if I can imagine what biting into a brittle bone yeah. would taste like yeah, yeah. in my mouth, yeah. and I lump some of it, yeah. that's what raw BCAs taste yeah, like. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, well, so that, that, I mean, flavoring them naturally, really difficult. Yeah. And we went through a long process trying to get some flavor. And the flavor that we've come up with is great. Great was the best way to try and mask the flavor of BCAAs. And if there's anyone out there who 
It's like, oh, it can't be that hard. Go and buy raw BCAAs for yourself and just try it. Yeah, like, just yeah. see how you go. You try and find a better flavor oh, for it. No, just just to try hot, just to try mask that flavor. Man, I tried different techniques with. Um, I remember there's few like I said, there's a few supplements that genuinely made me want to vomit. And one of them was this like natural test booster that I bought back in the day. Like, oh, like powder? Back, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. And the te- I, man, I tried everything. I tried different juices. And yeah. the thing I found that worked the best was I like, boiled water and had it hot. And, and for some reason, it changed the flavor. It was, the smell was horrible. It was like brewing tea. I tried that with BCAAs. I tried just normal cold BCAAs. I had three scoops. One was normal cold. One was with hot water. And one was with like orange juice or something. And all of them just made me want to hurl. Yeah, I was yeah. like, no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, hundred percent. Eh, like I can imagine how much work would go into trying to get that balance of flavors. Yeah, right. and then otherwise yeah. you end up with a thirty gram scoop and there's five grams of BCAAs and twenty five yeah, exactly. grams of yeah. flavor in there. Yeah, because like when you when you've had raw BCAAs, you realize how much shit is in the supplements and yeah. the fucking sub stores that are just loaded as like BCAAs and like tastes like fucking candy sugar. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, well, literally, I, yeah, I know like, what these taste like raw. That cannot be yeah, easy. You cannot, you cannot have that much BCAAs. There's fucking, there's probably like, you know, 5% actual BCAAs yeah. in this product that claims to be, um, you know, 30 grams of scoop. And yeah. It's like, what a, what a I mean, the lack of transparency in the industry is pretty oh, crazy. Man. Especially the supplement industry. I, like, it's a pet, it's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. It's people pushing supplements unethically yeah. and with stupid fucking reasons. Like, yeah. like, um, like where we used to both train at home, like, it's like, oh, this, this will do this and this will do that and that will yeah. do that. It's like, will it? Is yeah, there any yeah. evidence? No. No. Nah. There's a fucking, like, there's a, it's nah. just like it's something I don't like so nah. that's what I love about R3 is it's, yeah. just, it's just clean cut no bullshit and, and there's, to the point. <laughs> there's no salesman involved either no I'm yeah. the salesman <laughs> and uh, you're like the least salesman type well, I, guy I, I can't push stuff on people <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable pushing stuff on people yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a detriment to the business, but I'd much rather say to someone, hey, eat the right foods first. Yeah. Like, get everything else sorted first before you go down that road. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, even, like, you, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you don't have to have that much wood to you to walk into a sub store and go, you know, all these shiny labels are probably the exact same shit. Yeah. Just different labels. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so when you've actually taken, like, yourself, taking the time to go through and make supplements to benefit you and your training, yeah. that makes uh, that makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 100%, man. And again, like, um, this is something I to tell my clients, similar to what you said, is how important is just eating before you worry about supplements? Oh, Everyone's man. like, man, what pre-workout can I take? I'm like, just have, have some carbs. Yeah. <laughs> I had mean, one of my old man's friends a couple of times. He's like, "Oh, will your products help me lose weight?" I'm like, "You need to look at your diet first. Not even like a dickhead would help you lose exactly. weight." Exactly. <laughs> not enough people put enough. People think, "Oh, one, I'll out train a bad diet, or I'll out supplement a bad diet." Both bad. Both a bad oh, idea. No. Yeah, like, yeah. I hate to say, I hate to break it to you and be the bearer of bad news. You need to just sort your diet out first. Yeah. And everything yeah. will just flow into place from there. Yeah, like it's so that. important. I mean, almost everything. Guys go, oh man, what supplement can I take to lose weight for a, you know? And I go, oh man, for the last few shows, haven't I don't really take supplements to lose weight. Yeah, it's all diet. Yeah, and they're like, oh, what, how much cardio do you need to do? I was fortunate the last few shows I didn't do a whole lot oh, of wow. cardio. Yeah, like I did barely any. Yeah, this is the time. <clears throat> um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, first first lot of shows, no, I didn't. That was the first show I had. <laughs> Um, I literally like it got to a week before the first show and I went for 
five 30 minute walks in the morning Oh wow! because I felt like I needed to have done some cardio. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying, Oh man, you know, you're here if you do a show without cardio. It was just my diet was, it worked for me to the point where I didn't need to do it. And yes. I came in really shredded. Yeah, I mean, the next yeah. year I did a little bit more cardio, but my diet just wasn't quite right. Yeah. Or some other stress factors and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think diet is so far beyond the most Overlooked. important thing. It's like yeah. so simple. It's yeah. Like, it's really simple. Don't eat like a dickhead and you'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. And people go, it's expensive. It's not. You know, it's not. If you're organized enough to go and shop two times a week or something. Is, do, you, where do, you, do you shop at Farmer Jackson over here for your meat? I'm Farmer Jackson Coles. Mate, yeah, how but, good is Farmer Jackson the meat? Yeah. Seven bucks a kilo for fucking um, chicken. Yeah. Chicken breast. Like good chicken breast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And $19 a kilo for fillet steak. Yeah, like can't if you buy, you buy the Do you buy the slab? Yeah, buy a yeah. slab, cut it up, freeze oh, it. Oh, mate, I, got, I always get a couple of those. I even give them to clients sometimes. I'm like, mate, here's, here's a fucking $20 two kilo bit of steak. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. Just chop it up. And, yeah. You know, how you want it, cook it, weigh it, chuck it in the oven or barbecue, however you cook it. And yeah. like, that's, that's as easy as it needs to be. Yeah. It doesn't need taken care of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I love, um, I love Palmer Jackson, the, um, the, the meat quality of there for, yeah. for the price. It's not that expensive. It's when you buy all the other shit that goes with it when you're if you're looking for the gravies and you're looking for the spices and you're looking yeah. for that special ingredients it has to make that taste that bit better to yeah. make this have a flavor explosion in your mouth like, fuck all that just keep it yeah, simple keep it simple yeah. and I mean I the only spices I use salt pepper and Mexican chili Mexican chili man it's so yeah. good <laughs> I put it on everything yeah. put it in my eggs I put it on my steak I put it in my vegetables I literally put it on everything <laughs> my, I mean my girlfriend has it on um in her like smoothies when she has oh wow mango smoothies she which, puts uh, Mexican, Mexican chili in it uh, it's chili uh, it's is, it, is that a powder it's a powder yeah so it's literally a powder you get it in the spice aisle I think Coles it, or? yeah you can uh, you can get lots of different ones oh, yeah, yeah. so you, uh, I don't know what brand it is but you know the spices that have got the they've got a red cap on top of them sure. it's like a maroon red cap and the label is red if you go in the spice aisle you'll see it they're the main they're really, people they're really up, you know they're, they're literally they're the main people that make spices in the, in the little glass jars master foods yeah master foods I think oh, so okay. yeah, yeah. yeah so the main people there's one that's called Mexican chili yeah get it yeah there's my number one tip for oh, you oh well there you get go it. and you can put it on anything Mate, I use um, I actually use quite a funny name, a beef rub. <laughs> <laughs> All men here. <laughs> I feel like rubbing down some beef. <laughs> you put it on. You just do it with everything. <laughs> everything, man. You know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So this is one that um, I get from the uh, they sell at the IGA just around the corner from your place. Uh-huh. Uh, here in Claremont, and um, yeah, just uh, above the meat section there, they yep. got the they got the spices. Yeah, and there's that one there, the beef rub, and that um that I put that on everything like yeah. from chicken, fish to steak. So good. Yeah, yeah, veggies, potatoes, whatever. I chuck it on. It's just um has a really nice. It's got that like uh, just a little bit of a uh, little bit of spice to it. Yeah, they're just like a nice like um smoky type flavor. Yeah, which, uh, works nice on pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't, yeah, that, that's honestly all I need. My food tastes fine. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how people try to overcomplicate it with, um, you know, with supplements or they try to overcomplicate it with um, um, training, and they miss out on the simplest thing. It's like, what shit are you putting down your throat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yes, I, I mean, I, it it pains me to see the number of people that go to different gyms, and I'll see them going to a coach for like a year or two years, 
and they're going in. I can see them training reasonably hard, enough that it would be an, enough to make a difference in their body oh, if they were yeah. getting their diet right. Mate. And the diet's not right. I'm going, man, you're spending so much money here coming to that coach. Yeah. But if you just sorted your diet, and I know you're not doing it right. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm sure you're coming in every week telling your coach you are, but I can see that you're not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, it's sad. If you could yeah. fix that one thing, you'd have everything that you wanted in the gym. Exactly. That's what I tell my clients. So I, I've got clients like that who'll see me, you know, multiple times a week. And every week they're like, they'll, they'll go, they'll, they're not progressing yeah. closer to their goals and ways of body fat, right? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, same thing. What are you doing wrong? Putting too much food in my mouth. Okay, cool. How are we going to fix it? Put less in my mouth. Cool. See you next week. <laughs> next week. What happened? I put too much shit in my mouth. Cool. How are we going to fix it? You're going to put less in your mouth. <laughs> Groundhog day. Oh, mate. It's ridiculous, eh? But, um, and another thing too is um, how many people, I don't know, you've probably been one of these people that get people that watch freaking, um, you know, pseudoscience on Netflix. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that? Um, uh, Game Changers yeah, and all that shit. And, what the health and that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, but that's science and that's a documentary so we should do that and we should be healthy but then they yeah. also get pissed every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Drives me crazy. Oh, actually, here's a better one. Um, you know, all the, all the people that are like, you know, vegan, I don't want to put chemicals or artificial stuff in my body, but then yeah. they go do MDMA every weekend. I was weekend. about to say, they go out and they just smash gear all weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're the just festival like, or ch- chucking or coke up their nose yeah. and like, oh, okay. Going. Yeah, it's like, oh, so how's that, how's that healthy lifestyle going Yeah, oh. Yeah. The, no, like, the number of people that even give me a hard time about stuff and like, oh man, it's not healthy what you're eating. <laughs> what, I'm eating pretty clean food all the time. Like, it's not yeah. healthy to have that lifestyle. I'm like, Excuse me? Have you seen what you do on the weekend? <laughs> like each to their own. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, each, each to their, their own. own. Whatever makes you happy, that's yeah, fine. But it's just please don't comment on my lifestyle. Double standard. Yeah, though. exactly. Yeah, it's definitely a double standard. Oh, all the um, all the vegan crossfitter that's juiced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I cut those. You see the guys in there? They're clearly just juiced up, and they're on a documentary talking about how they've achieved all the vegan lifestyle. I was watching it. Yeah. Sorry, it's not the vegan lifestyle. Yeah, it's like Alan Swanson, you're like, I know, you know, you gotta gotta eat greens to be healthy and performance, right, right. It's like, mate, you would have never won Mr. Olympia if you weren't eating meat and gas to the nines. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's crazy how easily, well, it's more like people are really just sheep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like people really just follow what someone else, what they what they see someone else doing with bright shiny colors. If you've made so. a movie and it looks like it's a high quality movie, then it must be real. Must yeah, it? Oh, like it has to be real. Do you remember when we we're taught, you know, when you're young, that not everything you see on TV is real? Yeah, it's like social media. Yeah, oh man. I didn't post on this the other day because um um what was I doing? I was I was like, uh, I posted. I had I put someone in my story or something, and um some chick like commented like message her and go, oh what are you hanging out with cash for? Because like. I thought he was with like someone else or something and and, oh, and she was like are oh, you with so and so and I was like I'm not with anyone yeah and I'm like what the fuck where's this coming from she's like yeah but she saw you on Instagram I was like oh, oh so Instagram's oh, real yeah oh, I didn't know that yeah. I didn't know everything that I post is like that's all of my life yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. 5% of my life goes on there like yeah. you're I'm a lot more um, you know because Instagram for me is a business, it's a business. right yeah. so social media is a business so I post what's gonna affect my business in a positive way yeah right I'm not going to post my everyday lifestyle. And like, no. even you, you're even probably even more quiet. Like, well, I'm really quiet on Instagram yeah. now. And that, that's the exact reason for it. 
And just People what you're saying, just assumptions before, off your that's life. why I stopped it. Yeah. And I used to be really active on it. And it was at the time I thought maybe I can turn this into a business. And it was just when I started competitions. And it got to the point where I was like, you know what? A lot of what I'm putting out, it actually, it wasn't like current me. It was all photos of me when I was in really good shape. Yeah. And it, it got to me and thinking, I was like, this isn't a business. And all I'm, this has the potential to do, maybe it's some people are motivated, but I, I got annoyed when I'd see other people's pages for stuff when it wasn't a business, but it was something that clearly wasn't real. Yeah. And I was like, man, everything I'm doing on here, it's not real. It's real in that it was me, but it's not me now. And I don't yeah. want people thinking this is how I look all year round because it's definitely not. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a step back from this. Um, I'd rather be more transparent about my real life. And then I, even after that, I was like, I just don't feel like I need to share my whole life on social media. I prefer exactly. living my life than doing, putting it on social media. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many people that get caught up in, if it's on social media, it has to be real. Like, no, 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 no. What's on social media is exactly what you want people to see. Exactly. And that's, yeah. that, that's, a, something that's it. That, it gets on my nerves yeah. a bit about social media. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I say to people. Like, if you want to know something about my life, ask me. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a very open Yeah, human. likewise. I'm, very, I'm a very open person. It's like, yeah. if you've got a question about my life, don't, don't try piece together puzzles off what you see on my Instagram. No. Just go, hey, Cash, what are you up to these days? Or like, you know, are you like, um, is this what you're doing or whatever. I'm yeah. like, mate, yeah, for sure. Go for it. Like, I, I or think just that, sit down and chat to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm a very approachable guy. Come yeah, and have a chat to me. I'm not going to turn you away. If I turn you away, something's going real wrong in my day. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. Yeah. The last photo I posted, I think, was... <laughs> not Russell Crowe. No, no. <laughs> last photo I posted, I think, was a year ago. Yeah, there you go. And I don't feel the need that I can need to post more. The people yeah. who are close to me and stuff know what's going on. And anyone that wants to know shoots me a message. Yeah, exactly. That's cool yeah. for me. Yeah, and I see you in the gym pretty much. Uh, well, I've seen you more regularly than yeah. previously. But yeah, yeah. you've been here more. But um, yeah, just like that. It's like, if you if you really want to know about someone's life, just chat to them. Yeah. <laughs> just talk to them. Yeah. 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 Just reach out. It's, um, yeah, 100%. And just checking it, like checking on your mates too. Really That's important. Big. Especially yeah. at the moment with everything. Like, I mean, you can't, if you've got mates on the other side of the country or in other cities and stuff, you can't just go and see them anymore. Yeah. So it's really important. It's, I'd rather check in with a mate personally than check in with what he's putting on Instagram or what she's putting on Instagram because know, right. you can make life look real rosy on Instagram yeah. and someone might be having a really rough time. And you yeah, know, mate, if I just spoke to you in person, gave you a call or shot your message, I'd actually know what was going on. Yeah. It's like, how often do you see a relationship on Instagram that looks like it's this incredible thing? Oh, yeah. And yeah. you hear people like, man, I wish I had a relationship like yeah. that. And then the people break I up. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the people break up and you go, hang on, yeah. a week ago you were posting how amazing everything was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's, sometimes it's real. I'm sure it is. Yeah. The majority of the time, it's what they want people to see. Exactly. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, uh, what's the word? Just, well, you know, from my perspective, it's a marketing tool, but from, I suppose, other people's perspective. And again, this is something that I don't quite understand. But how people seek that, um, they seek the acceptance or they seek, I'm trying to think of what the word is, um, approval. Yeah. They seek approval from how many likes they get. Yeah. They Dangerous. Seek, yeah. They seek approval by how many people commented or how many people saw their stories so or really shared it. Yeah. It's like, I'm a dude. So not many people like or share my shit just because I'm a, just a general dude. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I'm not some Instagram model or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, it doesn't phase me a lot. Um, but it, it does, it does pay me when people are like, oh, you know, I don't know if I should post this or because I don't think many people would like it. It's like, who's the fuck? Yeah. Just don't worry about it. So it's, is this a business page where you like say that you're an influencer and it's your job? Yeah. 
job in inverted commas. <laughs> it's your job. And yeah. like, okay, yeah, the number of likes and comments you get is going to affect the people who are giving you your money or your free yeah. things or that kind of thing. For the, like in that circumstance, oh, is it going to get me likes? I don't know. It's business. So that I, I can understand maybe, but it, even then I'm like, that's sad. Yeah, if your happiness like, depends on, on how many pe- likes you yeah, get. Yeah, if, if your happiness depends on the approval of other people, you need to have a readjustment of what's important to you. Yeah. It's like, um, do, you, do you ever see TikToks come up? Um, I, I see them. I'm not on TikTok, but I see people like, I see people repost up to Instagram yeah. from TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, it's a funny platform, mate, because um, it's, uh, it's pretty much like short clips. Like, it's pretty much like Instagram stories, but live. Like, yeah. Everyone can see them. Yeah. And um, I put up a, I, I was just like, I refuse to do any of the dances because it's all like <laughs> people just doing stupid dances. I was going to say, isn't TikTok dancing? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like all those dances. So I just post up like little clips of me talking, uh, like of like, you know, doing videos or podcast yeah. things. Um, or I'll put up videos of like lifting techniques and things like that. And I yeah. put up this, <clears throat> like I put up all this cool shit that's like, you know, about depression or about suicide or about drugs. Yeah. And um, it gets like, you know, a hundred views or something. Then I put up like something stupid of me trying to pick up a stone off the ground. And it's like a million views. I'm like... Oh. How does that work? Yeah, yeah I'm like, how does something this, wrong? How, what is wrong with this world? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, um, how what do you think? Like, you know, the booty pic on uh, on the gram, it's got like seven million likes. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the guy talking about how how could you potentially um cure cancer or something? Yeah, no one wants to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that not gone viral? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I like the booty pic too. Of course, of course. <laughs> I'm a supporter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. like those other guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a it's a very um and I had a chick on the podcast yesterday actually we were talking about how it's such an instant gratification world we live in. Yeah. And that comes back to results in the gym. It's yeah. like how long did it take you from the day you started lifting weights until you stepped on stage? Was that like six years? No, it was more than that. So from the day so I started in the gym when I was sixteen or seventeen, I think my first competition I was twenty five. Wow. Yeah, maybe, yeah, 25, I think, 25, 26. So, I mean, it was a pretty long journey for me to actually step on stage. Yeah. But from the day I decided I wanted to step on stage, that was almost three years still. Like, oh, that, wow. was, that was a pretty long journey to actually getting there. Yeah. I mean, when I first decided I wanted to, that was when I'd just come back from my shoulder injury. So, it was a matter of rehabbing and that kind of thing. But it still, it doesn't happen overnight. Everyone wants it overnight. Yeah, like yeah. Everyone wants it overnight. Yeah. I want it overnight, but it doesn't happen overnight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I found. Like, that's something I'm, I'm pushing towards now. I haven't, I haven't said, like, oh, I want to be on stage at this time. Yeah. I just know I have to get to a certain look and size in my yeah. own mind before I can step on stage. Yeah. And, like, unlike strength competitions, you can kind of... <laughs> Now, every strength competition I've ever done, I've usually done like two or three weeks notice. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll jump in and give it a go. Just yeah, yeah. Just I'm kind of strong, right? Yeah. So, then with bodybuilding, you gotta, you gotta just gotta fucking chip away. You gotta plan Every fucking day. Yeah. Like, you just gotta chip away. Not every day's a great day either. No. Not every week's a great week. No. And you just gotta keep, you just gotta keep on top of it. You just gotta keep hustling, keep yeah. grinding, keep pushing for those sets. Keep putting in the food. Keep yeah. being hungry. It's like it's, I mean, like you go. Otherwise, you go. Oh, I'm going to do a comp in eight weeks, or twelve weeks, or fifteen weeks, or whatever, and it's not enough time. Yeah. And you shed down your body fat, and then you step on stage. You go, man, I look terrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and like, yeah. yeah you go, no, I actually, guy. I need the time to build the base. Yeah. To then actually, you know, drop my body fat and have something decent underneath it. Yes. Too many yeah. people that I think go, 
I'm just going to do a competition. They just try and lose the body fat, and then they're disappointed with it. I'm all for people that want to lose their rat on stage. Yeah, but I'm all for people that want to lose body fat if they want to do it. Like if they want to drop body fat or be healthier or something, go for it. Mm. But if you're really serious about doing a competition, it's not a thing that you just decide you're going to go and do in twelve weeks. Like exactly, uh, exactly how you're doing it. That's how I did it. Yeah, I was like, I need the time to actually build it, Mm. and when I feel like I'm there, I'll do it. Yeah, and yeah, so it's two and a half, three years for me. Obviously, I still had muscle memory from before, yes, you know, and I still knew how to train and everything. Yeah. You actually got really good genetics, especially for your shoulders and um, arms. Yeah. Uh, what other areas do you find you're like, genetically quite gifted? Um, I feel like my back. I don't know if I am actually genetically gifted there or if it was hard just work. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I used to just love training back. When I started at the gym, everyone loves chest. I love chest, but I really loved back. Yeah. There's something yeah. that I just love training back. I still love it now. Yeah. And I'm lucky my coach still wants me training it three days a week. Fuck like, yeah. I'm not going to complain. I love training back. Yeah. Um, but I'd say they're probably, shoulders are probably my strong point. Arms, I really struggle with. I don't know if I told you the other day when we were training together or someone else, I actually, I hate training arms. Like I know, and everyone always goes, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Because I've got quite, like, you know, my arms are all right, but yeah. um, I hate training them. I Why feel is that? Like I really struggle to feel like a proper connection in them. Like I remember just being, them. yeah, I remember yeah. being younger and being 19, 20 and just feeling skin tearing pumps every time I'd go into yeah. train arms. Yeah. I just, I struggle now. I feel at the end of the session, I've got a pump, but while I'm doing it to actually get that proper focus, mind muscle connection, which I'm big on, I just struggle. Like it's just something about it when I'm training arms, it just doesn't feel, it's a real, real effort for me to get that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, arms is, it, I obviously have good genetics in arms because I don't like training them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm the same. Like I, I don't think, I probably only trained arms like once last year. <laughs> and your arms are massive. Well, yeah, they're, they're okay. But like, even now when I train, I, I feel like it's, they're just a struggle to get that mind-muscle connection. Yeah. Like very similar, like a chest, I have just massive mind-muscle connection. Like yeah. legs, massive. Um, yeah, arms, it's just like, fuck and I tried different angles and all different things yeah, and it's like yeah. I ended up just like fucking like burning my elbows <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. insertion point of my yeah. bicep is the thing that's cooking before anything counts <laughs> god fatigue this insertion somehow <laughs> <laughs> it's like how the fuck are my joints season up before yeah. bicep but, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like and that's the thing is it does humble you a lot in a way because you learn so much more about your body. Yeah. Like you learn how to just like, you learn how to just like center yourself. Yeah. And like, I suppose you'd know like it is, uh, it's a lonely journey. Yeah. Because like your partner doesn't understand what you're doing. No. Um, like your, your, um, you know, your friends and family, they, they no, see, I, yeah. but they don't really understand. So. No, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that like it's quite lonely? Yeah. Part? There's, there's parts of it that definitely are. I think it's important to have, so someone I keep really close to me is my brother. So we're like best friends. Um, I said at the very start, he's a professional cyclist. So although we're on yes. completely different journeys, yeah. we understand what it's to be like to be absolutely lost in what we're doing. If you really are chasing the results, like how dedicated you have to be. I mean, he's uh, he doesn't race per se. He does ultra endurance stuff. So oh, literally rides shit. like thousands, thousands of kilometers on end. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like, and I remember speaking to him about it and he's like, man, no one understands exactly what I do. Like, I'm sure there's people out there that do, but I don't know them. Mm. Um, and you kind of feel the same way. And I'm not a super outgoing guy and that I'm out there trying to find new friends all the time who are involved in the same things yeah. that I do. So maybe they can relate to me and what I'm doing. But I don't feel like I've got anyone really, really close that's involved in the same thing that I'm doing. Yeah, so, unlike brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, 
So it's good having someone to rely on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And both of us keep each other accountable on stuff, like especially when I'm coming into prep. Doesn't matter if he's in another country or something like that. And he's the same. If he's in the middle of a ride and it's a massive ride and he's out there for three days in a row, Fucking hell, he'll man. just call in the middle of the night. He's like, That's man, just, I just need to talk to someone. Next level shit, eh? Like yeah. the cycling is just. Mate, you just, I just I don't understand how people like no. I, like I've, I've never done it, yeah. so I can't I, do, I can't actually understand. But like just the mindset behind being able to sit on a bike for a thousand k's a day over three yeah. days, yeah, like yeah. three thousand k's or something, it's just like. I well, I spoke to him about it and I was like, how do you do it? Like, what do you actually think about when you're out there? And he said, man, it's this weird thing. Once I'm riding, I get going. And I think about getting my body in perfect symmetry, like oh, wow. in moving and everything moving. He's had movement issues in the past. And he's like, once I feel like, and I'm comfortable and everything's moving in perfect symmetry in my body, I go into this trance. And he goes, and it's weird. Time just doesn't exist. And he goes, and something will happen. will snap me out of it. And I look at the clock and I've been riding for three hours. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's my goal every time I get on the bike is to get in that trance. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's how it works for him. Yeah. But I don't feel like that you can walk around the gym so much and be in, in a trance when there's people around you throwing lights no, around and stuff. No, no, no. Noise no. cancelling headphones as close as you can get. Oh, mate. And you, you got someone walks in with some particular type gym wear and you're like, oh, well, there goes all my focus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, mate, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Anything else you want to say? No, man, that's about it. I don't have anything burning on my mind that I want to get out. Just, oh, cool, I mean, man. if you're, I'm sure your listeners are obviously all in strength or bodybuilding or something like that. Yeah. If you've got a goal that you want to do, just set a date for it. Get yourself go a good it. coach and go for it. Yeah, and if you want some uh, good non-bullshit supplements, check out uh, Chad's R3 Yeah, jump protein, over to r3protein.com. WA Fremantle-based yeah. um, yep. product. Yeah, yeah everything's so Australian-made. Yeah, exactly. And, that's um, what I love that, man. Like, I love... Shit, that's oh, oh, sorry. Shit, I love uh, products that are made in Australia. Yeah, like, especially at the moment, I'm really big. Like, and I feel like more of my focus should be on Australian made stuff, like yeah. Australian companies. With everything that's going on in the world at the moment, I'm like, no, we should really be supporting what's local. Hundred yeah. percent, man. So. Yeah, I love it, man. Well, thank you for coming on, buddy. No, Appreciate you're it. Welcome. Good. Let's turn this off.